0: to the Mike on Much Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Vierman. I'm here with my friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman, also here with our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. And today, guys, on the show, first of all, there's a lot going on. We have a Crave show, eight episodes. We've been talking a lot about that. But also on the show, Max, we have your good, good friend, Frank Turner. My boy. UK musician. Yeah.
1: Guys, what's been going on? Well, full disclosure, uh, we are uh, surrounded by a bunch of our favorite dudes uh, that will be appearing. Some will be appearing on other episodes. We are from Clown Salad. is Clown Salad. Heist podcast. Heist Heist podcast. Our friend Johnny P, award-winning director, uh, who also appears on the pedestal. Mm -hmm. With Shane and myself. Yeah. Simon. And our Simon and our Jane. dear friend Simon, former <laughs> colleague, <laughs> and Simon, yeah. Simon,
0: Simon did the theme song for the pedestal. So every time you guys listen to the pedestal, when you hear that song,
1: it's yeah. Simon. Jane Webby D's here as well. Webby yes. D. Webby D. Uh, and it is what day is it? It's the um,
2: <laughs> ultimate filler. <laughs> <laughs> what's the weather at here? Come on, what? just just tell the listeners what's going on right okay, now. So b- so what's the time in L.A. Like, right I don't now?
1: Know. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. uh, Full disclosure, let him know. Full disclosure. We recorded a part of this open already. I had second thoughts about it because I'm not one to stir the pot. I said that we shouldn't talk about this issue, and then I brought it up and and said we, and we talked about it for for 25 minutes. It's a stupid controversy around a pub crawl. I think a lot of our friends are waiting for us to talk about it, but we're not going to talk about it. Okay, those tapes are being burned, and uh, and that's that. So you don't even want Mike to try to edit what. You said. (laughs) No, I just don't think it will land in a a place that will satisfy everybody. I don't think it's any good. We're also, we're also, we've just recorded, I feel like, for like Shade said,
0: three hours. And then Max is like, just as we're about to go to the bar after doing two full podcasts, Max goes, "Eh, Mike, uh, what do you think you can. What do you think, how do you think you're going to be able to edit that pod we did uh, the other day? I go, I don't know. I, I got to go into it still. And he goes, and I can tell immediately he oh. wants to record okay. a new opening. <laughs>
1: okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be totally, totally honest with you guys. Finally. <laughs> 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 at 5.58, at 5.27, uh, I got a text. Because I'd mentioned uh, bringing up this pot, this the situation yeah. uh, to our, our dear friend Dan Hamilton, who in some ways is a is a moral uh, guiding light for me. Like, oh, good luck, brother! <laughs> 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 I, no, no, but I do. Oh, whoa! Whoa! Simon, Simon just <laughs> Simon <laughs> Jay just opened, opened, cracked a bottle. Cracked oh my thing. goodness! I wonder so, if the
2: champagne boys are going to be suspects
1: in this case. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so, Dan, Dan texted me, because I told him about the upcoming pod, and he said, I just had a shower, and it really fucking irritates me. You talk about that situation on the pod. He goes on in depth. Wow. And then he finished it with, and the fact is, you don't need to talk about that part of it, so that should not be risked. And you know what? I was like, you know what? What's the risk? Why well, does they're... Dan have such angry showers? Well th- <laughs> No, no, but you know what? I was thinking
0: about it. Yeah.
1: No, no. and, and, and I... Scrubbing his body, blood everywhere. <laughs> So I think uh, I think he's right, and uh, oh I, my god! And and, and honestly, fe- it's just ridiculous. Yeah, Shane's you, not having any of this. No, I then. know, but I I think for the betterment of everybody, we should just get on with well, with the rest of the open that we that we had recorded already. So we're gonna do, cut right. Ra- ah, you do stir the pot, by the way. I do, and it's my own okay. fault. I know. I listen the day before. I, I, I told myself I'm not going to talk about this thing. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing I do is talk about this thing. No,
2: but I'm talking about something else. Because you messaged Sean Dawson today. With and the, I've been dealing with him. Oh. Uh, because... Well, he, that was funny. No, well, you think. I think things are funny, too. But you're stirring the
0: pot. Well, yeah. tell the people he, now that are listening. So yeah. in,
2: the, in the dessert, we have a writer on mm-hmm. uh, who is kind of auditioning to be a digital dessert writer. I had politely asked Sean Dawson to come on and do that same audition. He did not want to. Yeah. And for our listeners, we've recorded the dessert so already. So I make a yeah. very polite, funny jab at Sean, and you messaged him and said, Shane tears you a new one. or guy skewered you. Skewers. Sorry, yeah. same thing. You said Shane skewers you in the next pod, which is the last Sean thing. Sean just texts back, context, please. Yeah. <laughs> No, and then he started. Me- he messaged me personally, oh, and I've been shit. dealing with him. Oh, so nice. now we have to cancel this dessert yeah, also. Yeah, guys, I'm in the doghouse tonight. You're like tonight. Loki. So yeah. do you have anything for this week's dessert? Uh, I was going to talk about Christmas shopping. <laughs> <laughs>
0: controversial is this going to be? No, you know what thing? we're going to do? That's the opening, and now we're going to go
1: beep, beep. And we're
0: going to cut to what we
1: recorded Whatever two Whatever we days talked ago. about afterward. Hey, you know what? If the open is only seven minutes, so be it, all right? It's a short open. Send your letters to Mac. We yeah. did some funny stuff. You can blame me. We're just going to move on? Yep. What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about uh, your crave promo. You've been you've been doing the promo rounds. We've all been
0: doing the promo round. I mean, yeah, I've been doing like I guess the the thinking is from Adam Slin, who is the publicist uh, here and who's been doing the rounds with us. Is if all three of us can't be there because Max, you're an elusive guy. You're the yeah. hard you're the hard get and yeah, yeah. you're the most famous. If all three of us can't be there, they're like they just want me to go and then that way it's like one streamlined conversation. Sure. So there's been a bunch that I've done.
2: Is that it, or is it if Max can't be there? Because I bet if I couldn't be there and Max could be there, they might see more value in a celebrity like Max. I never even thought no of that. No offense to myself. <laughs>
0: I never even thought about that angle, but that is interesting. Yeah, I'm no
2: draw at this point. Fuck
0: no, to that point, if I couldn't be there and you and Max could be there, I could see that happening. Them wanting Max, yeah. Yeah. But
2: I bet if the both of you couldn't be there, they wouldn't be like, let's get Shane on the social ASAP. Like, I don't think they'd be doing that.
0: Maybe for Comedy Magazine.
2: (laughs) Comedy (laughs) Monthly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then you even said, you were like, ah, Shane, I I feel like we'll have a good rapport if, if you come out with me. And I was like, I... I knew they didn't want me, so I was like, "Mike, no, like it's better with just you," which I truly believe. And then all of a sudden, I get an email like a couple days later from Adam, yeah, and he's like, "Shane, they actually do want you out for these couple." And I was like, "Oh my goodness, uh, it's just going to be Mike and I." They actually requested me. Turns out it was because Max mm. ended up agreeing to some publicity, <laughs> and I, we get on like this like weird radio uh, or Hamilton
1: magazine interview. <laughs>
2: And the guy just rips me apart the whole time. <laughs> he was being funny.
1: He, he well, thought your bits I were great. I guess that's subjective. Yeah, but th- now you're just being too sensitive right now.
2: No, at one point. I go, he goes, oh, I guess we gotta talk to this uh, Shane Cunningham character. So I perk forwards and he goes, so Max, how's the tour going? <laughs> I'm like, is he fucking digital deserting me? Which is fine if I know it, but I just need to know if he's Now joking. you know how it feels. Exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. Oh, it hurts. And then I was like, uh, well, you know, you know, like I, I thought you wanted me here. He's like, no, the publicist was like, you gotta talk to Shane, you
0: gotta talk to Shane,
2: you gotta talk to Shane. He's like, now you're here.
1: And he really did not like the digital dessert segments and after the interview no he was probably picking up on your persona from the show which is this guy who's sort of like neurotic and somewhat insecure Mm. well neurotic people don't like being told that their
2: segment's a train wreck i know
1: well i think he was like kind of playing another version of you
2: in the digital dessert yeah maybe i I just wish he was a little bit more overt with it Mm. so i could have Known how to play it I felt a little embarrassed afterwards Which I guess To your guys point Is a taste of my own medicine Mm. Yeah (laughs) But I like to think Seconds in My guest knows I'm just joking Sure you were left feeling mm-hmm. uncertain, about but I was—I was a little frazzled and phased after that, and right. very glad that Mike continued the the
1: press tour after <laughs> that.
0: Uh, he he did give us a great write up, though. I got to say, yeah,
1: we're on the we're on the cover of You, baby. That's the right. Magazine.
0: Yeah. So, like, I was doing a bunch of, uh, of press. Actually, one thing I didn't tell you guys, or I Shane knows this, Max doesn't know this, where we sit here at two nine nine, we're raped right by closed captioning. So, closed captioning obviously has to go through every show that comes out of this building, and they caption it for the hearing impaired. Uh, one of the ladies that works in who I don't know walked by me in the halls and she goes Mike Uh? from Mike on much and I go "Oh, oh yeah she goes very funny your show is very funny. And ah. she just kept walking. And I was like, oh, she must have captioned like uh, at least a couple of She sees she, a lot of shows yeah. too. So mm-hmm. she had to sit through the show. So I was like, oh, that's very nice. And so mm-hmm. hopefully if you haven't subscribed, you'll, you'll check them out and you feel the same way. Uh, but yeah, I was doing um, Your Morning, which is the morning show here in Toronto. And I was sitting in the, it's like whatever, 730 in the morning. And I was sitting in the green room with Adam Slyn, hanging out, uh, waiting to go on. And as I'm sitting there, who comes walking in but Getty Lee from Rush. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. I was like, am I, is it super? Early, am I crazy? Like, no one told me I was on the same show as Getty Lee. Like, this is nuts. I'm like, not only that, but Getty Lee, we tried to get him for our. Crave show Yeah so Did you say thanks that? for nothing No but I was like I really wanted to go on And then them show the clips Of like Sting And Noel And all these people And then him be like Oh I should have gone on that show
1: Not that he probably even Knows he or gives yeah, a he shit didn't. He didn't know that Yeah No The interview request Was probably in
0: But I was like I need to get a photo With Getty Lee I mean he's Getty Lee He's a legend So I was like What would Max do here I'm like Max would just Ask for a photo mm-hmm. So then
1: Sometimes it it's works a good move yeah. And sometimes as we know With Seth Rogen And Evan Goldberg And Tyra Banks It does not work The list yeah. just keeps going. <laughs>
0: (laughs) Uh, And so he goes out to get a little bit of powder on his face and then I ask his people. I'm like, hey, is it cool if I get a photo with him? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. Just ask him. So he comes back in uh, and he walks into the green room and I stand up like I'm going to shake his hand. And just as I extend my hand, I go, hi, Getty, uh, I'm Mike. And he pulls both of his hands back into like fists at his chest and he goes. I, I, I'm sick. I'm very sick. Uh, I go, I go. oh, totally. I totally get it, man. He's like, it's cool. It's cool. I'm like, do you mind if I get a photo? He's like, yeah, absolutely. And he was like the nicest guy. Mm. We get a photo. He was promoting his book, I guess. Uh, and then they're like. I mean, weirdly,
1: you end with a kiss on the lips.
0: I did. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm afraid of germs. No
2: tongue, though. <laughs> <Yeah, no. laughs> Germaphobes.
0: <laughs> uh, so anyway, he goes out. They're like, Mr. Lee, we're, like, we're ready or whatever. And he goes out and he goes on the show. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, Getty's going on before me. They're making me follow Rush. I'm Mm. like, I don't want to go out after him. And I was joking that basically the drop in viewership would be so significant that no one's going to watch me.
2: Uh, yeah. Imagine
0: you got bumped, though, because (laughs) of (laughs) Getty. Got to come back the next day. But he was uh, a really nice guy. And I didn't. This was very un-Max Kerman of me. Mm. I didn't say, oh, hey, I've got this show. And uh, we'd love to have you on next season.
1: Yeah, I would have started pulling uh, references out of my ass of people (laughs) who I thought might know him. And actually... (laughs) His sort of manager works at E1, so I would have just started barking names at him and seeing if his eyes lit up at all. Till you made the connection? Yeah, yeah.
2: Did you see, the, after you posted the photo, there was a uh, fan comment where someone said, Oh, Shane's wacky outfits are getting out of control. <laughs> oh, I did actually. See uh, that. The implication being that I'm Getty, Getty Lee in this yeah, photo. Yeah.
1: Hey, what well, uh, got more likes, likes uh, Getty Lee or Leon Bridges? Uh, Getty Lee was a
0: story, not a photo. Uh yeah, but I, I have a feeling just from uh, because I shared it on my personal Insta, mm-hmm. like I kind of yeah. did that in the story. I got a lot of comments just on like.
2: I think Getty Lee would get more Facebook likes, and because uh, <laughs> more older people
0: are on Facebook. Uh, she, like gets my more mom Instagram. was
2: going. Nuts for it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Who made that joke about you and Geddy Lee? It was
2: Ryan Carter, if we must out him. Right. It is a solid joke. There is a a slight (laughs) resemblance between us. I'd like to think I look a little better, but
0: I don't want to put Geddy down either. Uh, Okay. So, today on the show, we have Frank Turner. My boy. Webby D's fave. Yeah. One of them, anyway. Second fave. Fave. Who's your fave,
1: Webby D? Butch. No. no. He pointed at Max oh, okay. Kerman of RTL. Well, that's Max's nickname, dang, Butch. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was great to see Frank. I uh, showed up on stage with him the night before, or two nights before. I went to that show. Was it yeah. the
0: Phoenix? He did what, three nights here?
1: Yeah, three nights at the Phoenix, four nights at the Phoenix. And uh, yeah, it was actually. You were crowd surfing in that show. Yeah, that was part of the bit. Um, he. I didn't get to sound check. I was supposed to go to soundcheck to run through the bit with him. Oh,
0: sorry. I remember what happened. Mm -hmm. Me and Dan Hamilton went with you and manager Ash to that show at the Phoenix. And you're like, oh, Frank's got us taken care of because you're getting up and singing. Sweet. So they give us like these like the backstage passes like out of Wayne's World where it's like, oh, we're with the band. And then they usher the four of us in and you and Ash immediately get ushered and me and Dan get held up. And it's like, oh, but we got like backstage passes. Our friends are back there. Like, yeah, everybody's friends are back there. They said that? (laughs) No. It felt like that. And then so, so there was a real division, and as we watched Max go into, like, the Elite stream, he just looks back, he's like, yeah, hey, and then he just, <laughs> as he slowly, like, gets further and further away, he's like, all right, you guys will be fine. So then me and Dan Hamilton went to the back, had beers, and and watched uh, you do your thing. And Webby D was also in the Elite balcony, which we couldn't get to. I
1: bought the ticket.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> he, he, <laughs> yeah. Elitist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I actually you your money I for the experience. Unlike you asshole who just gets told like you know, an hour before you want to go to the show? Sure, whatever. That's what it was, yeah. yeah. Right uh, it was a great fucking show. Great show. Cool. And Frank is one of the one of the best uh, showman entertainers there are there is. And actually talks about being an entertainer uh, in the in in the interview. I Absolutely. Think. Um, are you bigger on his turf than he is on yours? This being your turf? No, I think he's bigger here. He spent more time. I mean, he tours relentlessly. Um, but he, the reason why I had to let you go quickly, though, was I missed sound check uh, where I was supposed to go over the bit with him. And so I had to get my game face on. And, I, and he texted me. No, his tour manager said, Frank has a video for you when you arrive. So watch the video. I was like, that's kind of weird. But basically, you have to dismantle this bomb in 30 <laughs> seconds. It was kind of like that. Basically, it was a video of Frank talking to me just before he was on stage. He was about to go on. He was wearing his, like, buttoned-up shirt and his tie. And he said, All right, Max, here's the instructions. And he basically walked me through what we're going to do together on stage. And he's like, I'm going to call you out. We're going to do this dance. Then we're going to go crowd surf. And then we're going to come back. He, he left you an instructional video. An instructional wow. video. And I was Smart. like, Mark, oh, that's, that's genius. Because uh, if you're making a guest appearance uh, and you want to be somewhat prepared, sometimes you have to go down at two in the afternoon. Your whole day is kind of, like, taken up by that. But... The video just kind of was perfect, and uh, and it all worked out great. Went, went, worked you really followed up. it perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't really mess it up. But
0: And this interview took place, was it the next day? Mm-hmm. Or was it after the last night of his tour? Because, I mean, he talks about it in the interview. I think we can leave it in. But he, he went hard the night before. So he came in feeling pretty rough.
1: Yeah, well, the thing about Frank Turner is that he was, like, born to tour. In the same way that Dan Hamilton was born to party. You know how I <laughs> say Dan <laughs> Hamilton is LeBron James of partying? Yes. Yeah. Like, he never gets injured. He's, like, never out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's never a dnp he always comes through in the yeah, clutch he yeah he plays like 82 games a year kind of thing yeah. uh, frank was was born to be a touring rock and roll musician and I, and i've probably talked about this before but like he will do an acoustic uh, performance in the afternoon he'll sound check he'll play a 3 hour show and then he'll go dj till 3 in the morning and when, he, when I say DJ, it's usually just him standing behind the DJ booth and just, like, plugging in his iPod. But he just, like, mm-hmm. likes being social. He likes hanging out. But the crazy thing is, is that usually people who are on that kind of party schedule, like, that stay up late and, and like to have a drink, it's like they're not productive humans. Like, you see that a lot, like, probably in the service industry where people kind of get carried away with that lifestyle. And it's very easy because you got cash in your hands yeah. and, and you have friends at all the bars. Frank has lots of cash in his hand and every, and friends at every bar, but Frank says, you know, I think I don't know if he said this in an interview with you, but he says if he doesn't read 50 pages of a, like a novel a day, he he feels like He's not. He's like he's wasting his life. And when's the last time anyone read fifty pages in a, of a novel in a like every day for a Never. week? Never. Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and speaking of that, Frank's going just,
0: on thirty-four
3: years.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm, I haven't I'm read one page. forty. <laughs> yeah. And he uh, and he just announced this week that he's releasing a new book. He's already written a book. So not only does he put out a he's record, prolific in every sense of the word. In every sense mm-hmm. of the word. Yeah. Like he he puts out uh, a new record every two years. In between those records, he will usually have some sort of. Uh, additional project that it's like a, a deluxe version that has acoustic versions. He has he's already put out a, a autobiography. He has a new book about songwriting coming. Autobiography? out. Autobiography. How old is he? Thirty six. But he. Wow. Yeah, Dan, you probably read the book, right? Yeah. Mm, is it good? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and he's yeah, he's really smart. Like uh, he went to a really smart. He went to the school in England that the. Prince went to, right? Prince Prince William, I think. Someone's
0: got to read his autobiography.
1: Yeah, no, it's... Uh, uh, and more than 50 pages. I forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get through the first chapter and I'm like, I can't do it. But uh, <laughs> the first... Uh, yeah, the school where one of the royal members went. But he he, he had to uh, pass the test again. He's not necessarily a rich kid, but he's just really smart. So hmm. Frank is, as I've said this before, he's, he's a guiding light for me because I think of myself as a busybody, but then when I think about the output of Frank Turner, I always think, oh, I should be working a lot harder. So... He's uh, the North Star guiding you. Yeah, right. exactly. And last thing I'll say is um, we, <laughs> we toured uh, in the UK um, coming off, opening for tour uh, for Frank in the UK. We were just there in November. And we had basically, I'd say, 85% of the crowd were Frank Turner fans that saw us with Frank. Oh, and they in the came pre- back around. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And so it's a real testament to his fans and how invested they are in him and uh, and the music community that he's a part of. Uh, that they'd come out and buy a ticket for our show. I'm
2: getting excited for this interview. Yeah,
1: and you sat in on it, Max,
0: which yeah. is great because you really, I think, uh, your guys' connection and uh, com- you know camaraderie and chemistry came across. Yeah, want to get Frank Turner? Let's do it. Now we're starting it. Check, check, check. You're golden. Tell me the story about uh, Domino's. So we
4: we were just talking about pizza. Um, that Domino's is, has a different recipe on this side of the Atlantic. Oh. And I once cried in a Domino's and I, uh, in, as an in into a pizza because at the time I had this thing. This was in like 2007. I spent like two months living in a m- motel in LA. Like uh, we had this idea that like you know hey we need to get stuff started in the states. I'll just go there and be there and play loads of shows. <laughs> and I played all these dreadful open mics and no one cared at all. And I didn't drive at the time. And so and which is awful in LA and this is pre-Uber as well so I was just sat in this motel Um, and then one night I was feeling really low and I just was like Fuck it. I'm gonna get myself a Domino's and I went and got the Domino's and the recipe like the tomato sauce tastes really different over here And I ate, like had a bite and just like started crying. You're like nothing <laughs> is
1: working. Yeah <laughs> Nothing is yeah, working in my like, life right now. They like, can't me tomato America. sauce <laughs> All
4: I wanted was a Domino's and you you, you had me so yeah, yeah you tomatoes. couldn't even give me that. Yeah, yeah. totally.
0: Hi. Hi <laughs> Man. Jumping in the deep. End we're now. just jumping right in on the yeah. dominoes But uh, a couple things you were like one of our very first guests like our legitimate guests not we, like a friend of Max.
4: Yeah. Well, it's a funny, and, and yet here I am now an illegitimate guest because I am now a friend of Max. <laughs> like, um, no, what I, I was gonna um, talk about this because I remember coming on this, and I remember in the setup to it, everyone was like, "Yeah, this guy Max, like he's in this band called Arkell's like kind of a big deal." Um, and I, and <laughs> forgive me, no. I, I was not familiar with Arkell's music, and I remember thinking to myself, "Oh." Okay, I'll I'll check some of that out. And then I didn't because you know how it is. Yeah, like shit. Yeah, just you had just a happens. dominoes to eat. Yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> to cry into. And then we had a great chat, I remember. And then when the well, everything started to come together for us to actually do shows together, I was like that's the guy yeah, that's from right. the band yeah. who I spoke to. So yeah, it's nice to be back. And here we and are, know you know, talking about after now. having
1: toured you know, a couple, couple of contents together.
4: Fan. Yeah, as the proud owner. And I'm sorry, I forgot to bring it with me, but my mind wasn't in it. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Somebody gave me the other day. There's a photograph of me wearing a cowboy hat, kissing Max. On the cheek, and somebody's had it engraved into a piece of wood. Yeah. Um, it's really? Like yeah. Like someone
0: woodworked it? Yeah. Like they, yeah. I mean,
4: it looks like a machine done or whatever. Oh, okay. but like it, it's really well done. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a picture. We'll post
0: me. a photo of it. Yeah. It's, where it's, will it live, though? Who gets to keep it?
1: Well, I, she, this woman, she does it like it to little like toy <laughs> guitars <laughs> and for Frank. Well, I think we talked about this. Uh, she's an amazing music fan, but she wanted right. to make you a guitar with an engraved. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're like, I'm not going to be able to take the thing around. Yeah, that's it. I
4: mean it is a funny thing also like I'm as I'm sure you are as well quite picky about the guitars I play in sure. this kind of thing and like it's, I'm trying to say this without sounding like a dickhead but quite often people are like hey man can I make you a guitar or whatever and it's kind of like I'm probably not going to play it yeah. and I don't want you to put all this time and effort in when I, I've got a. Fifty-seven Gibson Country Western at home. Do you know what I mean? Like but
1: you have this beautiful mm. cutting board or whatever it is. But yeah, there. well, it's just. I mean, am it's, so
4: yeah, it's, 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 it's about kind of nine inches square, yeah. uh, and it's beautiful. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to cut cheeses on it um, <laughs> because <laughs> that would sully it. But I'm, was that a mm, fart joke? Uh, no, but it is now. <laughs> um, I'm also not going to fart on it. Um, but Jesus, what are we talking about? Um, but I. Uh, but but I'm I'm taking it home. It's going to go on yeah. my mantelpiece. That's nice. That yeah. is nice yeah. for our in Front of my photo
0: with me and my partner. Just, just <laughs> put it in front. Yeah, baby. Sorry, Jess. Yeah. For our listeners, uh, you, uh, you you played last night. Yes, I was at the show. It was the second night of three dates. Yes. at the Phoenix. Max, you got up on stage yeah. at the end yeah. and did a wonderful job. It was so good.
4: I'll tell you one thing that happened during that though. I noticed you took your you had your in ears. Yeah, the mic wasn't coming through. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. It was coming through in my end. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> Dear mother. Of Max. And, 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 <laughs> and and like.
2: You. You're you not a and I are both professional
4: singers, but like you have a very powerful voice, and it was <laughs> extremely loud. In my ears. loud. And like my monitor guy Johnny's on the side of the stage, and I kept kind of throwing him a glance and being like, let turn him down." Um, I had everything. Yeah, I had. Nothing. Oh, did I hear yeah. you? Sorry. No, no, it's yeah. fine. It was lovely. You yeah. have a wonderful,
0: yeah. gorgeous singing voice. So <laughs> it was nice. It was just extremely loud. Well, as someone in the crowd, I could not tell that there was a technical difficulty whatsoever.
4: I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call that a technical difficulty. It was a technical. <laughs> Ruffle, mate. Yeah. But it was great. It was really fun. We went for a tandem crowd surf. We had a proper waltz. Yeah. Um, which I don't know actually know how to do, as you might no, have No, clearly
1: I don't either. Yeah. So, so
4: <laughs> it's that thing. It's like I've got two legs, so I do one... Three. Do you know what I mean?
1: It's like, it's yeah. like what do I do on the okay. two? I'm even bad with like the spins, too. I'm like, yeah. pretty awkward with that.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's um. Well, actually, so after the show last night, I went and DJed at um, Bovine Sex Club, which, by the way, has done terrible things to my Google search analytics <laughs> since, since looking up <laughs> where it was. Um, but uh, my buddy Greg uh, from The Week Dance was uh, of down as well. And he was on stage with me while I was DJing. And then he kind of grabbed me, and we started dancing. That guy knows how to dance. Oh, he does! eh? And I don't. You let him lead. Well, no, I just completely screwed it up. He kept doing all this like (laughs) these moves, and I was like,
0: "What? What's happening? Why? What are you doing?" And uh, so it wasn't as dignified as it could have been. How much do you like doing that sort of? I mean, the thing is, it seems like you never stop working. It seems like you're a workhorse.
4: Well, I I sort of I I, hesitate. Well, I, I have mixed feelings about the word work. Okay. relation to what I do I mean obviously on some levels this is my job and I'm proud of I'm proud to be a professional entertainer that's what I do for a living but um but it's not like going to the office of course do you know what I mean last night after the show I got paid to get drunk in public um, and that, that's it with my friends that kind of sounds and, like a dream and play, to me. play yeah. songs that I like you know that that was that was fine yeah I dropped Kelly Clarkson the place went crazy um, uh, yeah it was it was it was a good time um, but uh, I mean I, I, I'm also hugely regretting it today because I feel like someone parked a truck on My life right uh, right now. Did you ever consider about just canceling press today? Never. Because you're a pro. Because I'm a pro. Well, also, again, I'm sitting here to hanging out with my friends. I don't,
1: don't, don't call this press. <laughs> yeah, well, this could have been just a lunch date. I know, really. but
0: there's a, there was more besides us.
4: There was radio hits and yeah, uh, but you just—you know—you have those days where you're just kind of on the—you you, know—you can bring it, and there's this kind of veneer over the front of your personality where you can answer the questions and be engaging, and behind that, you're screaming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a little hand <laughs> yeah. Why? Why am I alive? Uh, and that's kind of where I'm at. You right wear now. your
1: hand over well though, because you don't look like some people, and then they're hungover. You can tell. Yeah, but y- yeah. Y- you know, your skin looks nice, your hair hey, looks good.
4: I had a shower. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey. Yeah. And, so, and
4: I'm also wearing. I, I want. Maybe to, it's just the shirt. Actually, it is the shirt. <laughs> I, we need to talk about this shirt. So I went
0: on holiday. You should describe it to our listeners. Oh, it's, it's,
4: it's, it is a it is a blue Hawaiian silk shirt <laughs> with red flowers on it. Now I was on holiday um, in August in California with my uh, partner, and uh, during which I got engaged. Which yeah. Is hey, very nice. Congratulations. Um, but uh we were in a we were in a thrift store in Topanga Canyon and there was this um red silk hawaiian shirt and Jess said, try that on and I went, Yeah right. Uh, and she said, No, no, try it on, it might look good. And I put it on. Now i d I've never worn a silk shirt before that moment in my life. <laughs> Holy Mother of God! Silk shirts—it's like a thousand tiny angels caressing you <laughs> all the time—and and and, and it, obviously the weather was really hot in California in August. And I was and I, I was just like, I can never wear normal clothes again. And the next time I put on a t-shirt, it felt like I'd like gone a present. Well, it's so <laughs> restricting. And this one's like loose, flowing, so like you, smooth, feel the, get a, you get breeze, breeze. You know? a <laughs> But it's so soft. Yeah. It never and, irritates your nipples. N- oh, it does wonderful things to my nipples. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Um, but the only problem I've realised and this is such a terrible bloke. Blo- Comment. Um, they're sort of hand wash only, mm. I, and I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so do you have to find places on tour that will hand wash, or, or just ask someone else really nicely? <laughs> <laughs> I know that makes me a terrible human, but anyway. So yeah, and this money this is my new frontier in fashion. Nice silk Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do
0: have real questions, but this is way much more. Fucking well, fun. just
4: before we get to them, the one other thing, my, my previous frontier in fashion thing. Do you know about the animal T-shirt phase I went through? No. I, I had this, okay. I'll try and do this quickly. The full story was, I was in South by Southwest and I was wearing a deliberately awful shirt because because the thing is, like, to the extent that anyone's kind of looking at me as a public figure, I find that inherently ridiculous and I like subverting that by dressing like an idiot. Um, uh, so I was wearing this terrible shirt and I was walking down the street and there was a guy wearing a t-shirt that just had a giant lion face in it and I was kind of stopped him and I was like, man, you have a worse t-shirt on than I do. Um, and we ended up swapping shirts in the street. Um, and then after that, I went through this phase of buying t-shirts that all just had massive animal faces on them. Then I got together with Jess and um, she was not thrilled about this. Jess is your partner. Yeah, not thrilled about this Frontier in fashion. Um, And so uh, I've kind of phased them out now. But then I found this place on the internet and they they have them in every country where you can send off your old t-shirts and get them made into a quilt, Ah. right? So I sent off all my old animal t-shirts and made them into like a stumbling block for anyone who's on drugs at my house. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's just like, it's going to be a massive double quilt that's just all huge animal faces. Yeah. Imagine being wasted and trying to get into bed and being like, no.
1: (laughs) I can't get into this bed. (laughs) It's a nightmare. Trying to eat me.
4: (laughs) Yeah, so um, uh, next time anyone's staying, either of you staying at my house you
0: can enjoy an Animal Face Quilt. Well, should we do some real questions? Well, I don't know. Do you want nah, to? No, let's get a few. It. Okay, fine. Uh, well, we had a question about set lists. How, uh, I mean, you're doing th- three nights in yeah. a row. How much do you sort of
1: focus on constructing the set list? Is that something that's important to you, or do you throw it oh. together willingly? And, and I wanted be. to bring this up, because you and I have talked about the yeah. art of writing a set list. And, and we, we uh, talked about other bands who seem to not care about it or not quite get it. Like and it. Oh. and you have so many sort of touchstones in your yeah, set, yeah. where you're like, because you, you are the, the leader of the dance. As Yeah, you like yeah, 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 yeah. So totally. like, talk about that.
4: I, I like I if I could spend dedicate the time that I spend thinking about setless on any given day to like anything else, I could like learn a language in a week. Too, you yeah. know I mean? Like it's just I think about it all the time. And 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 like I don't I try not to get enervated by the internet generally, but like you know, sort of people sort of have thoughts about setless, and it's just it's like, oh, you thought about this for 30 seconds, have you? <laughs> okay, cool.
1: Yeah, I Believe thought about for it for you. like the li- yeah, yeah. my whole and, life.
4: Yeah, and the thing is like we don't play the same set every night. When we're doing a multiple night stand, we change it up. And like last night was really fun because it was different list but my only reservation about last night's setless. Is that it didn't quite have the finesse of the regular set that we've been doing on this tour because I haven't had time to think it mm-hmm. out in that way and like, you know When I write out set lists I make a note of which record each song comes off and and make sure that they're grouped appropriately So at the moment we're doing a thing We only do the last two three records for the first seven songs of the set and then we drop an older one mm. um, you know you think about it's a, a lot of it's about energy management. It's a, do you know what I mean? You've got, to, you've got to bring the crowd in. You've got to hit them hard. If you're going to go down, you've got to take them down gently. And then you've got to bring them back up. You've got to finish in the right place. Um, you know, running songs together, which we do a lot. But then that brings in the whole thing about like, you know, sometimes Ben will be like, well, I can't run straight from this song into this song because I have to move the capo on my guitar. I just said capo capo um, uh, on my guitar, you know, uh, or, you know, night has to change a symbol or whatever there's, some, there's functional reasons you can't yeah. do songs back
1: to back And there's yeah. some, some songs work as transitions better than others and Right, it's completely not the set
4: list. And, and it's just, you know, and you have to sort of be aware of what the The bangers are, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? But like, so for example, in our regular set at the moment, we're actually playing recovery like third song on the set Which I really like because it's kind of a balls out move, do you know yeah. what I mean? That is still probably my biggest song and it's just like, we're not going to play this one last I'm just going to put it Give it to here. you early. And it's like <laughs> (laughs) If this is the only song you came for, there you fucking go. Now hang around and see what else Yeah, it's kind
1: of liberating. We started doing Leather Jacket earlier in the set too because we'd always end with it. But then on the last tour, we were like, let's put it in the middle. And then you kind of slap people in the the face. Yeah, yeah, dude, open with it. Yeah. Try opening yeah. with it. Well, uh, the killers do bright side. They open with bright side sometimes, which yeah, is right. such a ballsy move. I,
4: I the um, uh, Violent Femmes, yeah. um, open with blister in the sun. Yeah, and, I, The last time I saw them, they opened with it, and they went, "If that was the only song you came to see, you can go now." <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, "Whoa, okay." But um, but yeah, you know, it's it's all you got. I think about all this kind of stuff, and like, it's funny you say that about the jacket. Like, um, for a long time in my early career, I had the song, I have the song, the ballad, of me and my friends, and it was the last track on the first album, and it was just always the closer, and I got so bored of it and then we just stopped playing it for a while and then it was just like let's put it somewhere else actually mm. so we tried opening with it and it was amazing um similarly like you know sometimes opening with still believe is fun or photosynthesis like just kind of like I'm, I'm fortunate as are you to like there are some bands that just have one song that is just so far and away the song and i don't i have four or five songs that are the song do you know what i mean and that's kind of Cool, because it means you've got some options. You yeah, know and I mean? you
1: know, at the end of the day, th- they're singing along to every lyric from every song, yeah. anyway. Even though, even if the song yeah. that, that maybe got them there was the big hit, right? Most most of the people at your shows are familiar with all the tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, you definitely want to you
4: definitely want to finish and open strong and sort of give people kind of like with it, we construct set around kind of pillars as it were mm-hmm. we have kind of blocks. You yeah. know that it goes. Yeah,
1: through. and it's it's been cool watching you sound check and it's informed the way Arkell's check because uh, <laughs> it's mostly just transitions. Oh yeah, yeah. It's we like don't need you don't. Fucking song No, you don't need to play the song. You, <laughs> yeah. We've all played those songs yeah, yeah. Of times, but it's like, okay, how are we, you know, craftily going from one thing to the next? Yeah, yeah, totally. And so this th- I would say that when, any young band asks for advice about putting on shows or whatever, I'm like just work on transitions. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. You know, and that, well, I just and I mean I'm not going to name names because I, I don't want to. Point fingers or whatever, but like um, uh, Some friends of mine in the band I saw him play not that long ago and like they opened with a new single great good move It's the one that's on the radio right now. There you go And then they stopped and tuned their guitars for like two straight minutes <sighs> After and it was like what are you doing? Yeah play two in a row at the beginning <laughs> fuck's sake man! <laughs> and Get your fucking guitar tech to tune it for you and just swap out for another guitar and do you know what I mean? and like they're a band at that level kind of thing and like they finished with like three new songs in a row and it was just like <laughs> Does someone like drop you on your head? <laughs> like, yeah. people, like,
0: people aren't be, clamoring to come back yeah, to the next show after like, that. Yeah, experience. they're
4: playing another one I don't know, and now I'm going home. It's just like confused. the other thing. I got into an argument once um, with Radiohead fans on the internet, which is not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not a thing I would advise doing. That is a hilarious should, I should I should preface this by saying that I'm a huge Radiohead fan. I think they're one of the band for the ages. They're incredible. Don't call their fans indie believers. They didn't like that <laughs> at all. Um, uh, but anyway, but it, it was what's an Indie it? believer? Uh, as in believer. Oh
0: believer! Oh Indie got, you. Indie, like, got Belieber, you I dig too. it Yeah yeah that went yeah. down They're like just as fanatic As yeah. the, the fan people the, for There are some Justin. people On
4: Twitter who really 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 care about Radiohead I might like care about Radiohead But I don't spend my day Trolling for people If sure. Radiohead Shout them But it was this whole thing About whether or not Radiohead play Creep In their set Which in uh. fairness They actually do more regularly And I ended up writing A piece about it Actually on my blog And the obvious, the obvious Preface is You know Radiohead Have no idea who I am And don't have to give a fuck About my opinions About anything to do With their music and good for them but it's just a bit kind of like you're playing for two hours and there is this one song that got everyone in the room in the first place it's is it that much of a fucking hassle to just drop that one occasionally do you know what i mean yeah. um although i th- I wrote the piece and then the next time i saw readyhead they opened with it and i was like oh <laughs> 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 there goes my argument yeah. <laughs> um, but you know and, and like and readyhead always play surprising set lists and they play interesting stuff and it's super fucking cool um but it do you know what i mean it's like I, I, there's a weird thing that some bands do where they get get almost kind of get like resentful of a song being too popular, yeah. and it's like w- every other band would sell their. First-born children to have written. Yeah. Well,
0: it's like to embrace success is mildly uncool So you almost have to z- yeah, you have to almost be counter to like the big right. mainstream
4: thing Well, and the other thing and that we should sort have of touched on this briefly earlier The word entertainer is one that I'm actually really quite bothered about because there are a lot of bands who seem to regard that as A kind of slight in some way and I think that's idiotic because first of all, it's a fucking fact You're charging people to see you jump around and play music on stage. You're an entertainer yeah. get over it but also it's a in my opinion it's a noble profession by calling myself an entertainer i'm in line with vaudeville and the circus and musical and theater and do you know what i mean that's what sociologically that's what we do and it's a, i'm proud of it do you know what i mean other people have real jobs and then on the friday night they come down they pay the money and i try and lift the weight of the world for a Two hours and make sure they have a good time. And why do you why do you, th-
0: why do you think some musicians do have that sort of like weird disconnect? Because they s- want to be artists,
4: right? There's like a snob sort of yeah, like. and it's just and it's just a little bit like I don't think that art and entertainment are in any way opposed to each other anyway right. Do you know what I mean? And like obviously there's Hopefully huge amounts of art to what I do when you're in the studio and stuff But like in that moment when you're on a stage you'll present your
0: art in an entertaining way. That's the idea. Yeah Secondly when you mentioned her uh, radiohead and writing that piece and you're like, oh, they might not know who I am whatever are you somebody as a musician that is competitive, or are you like I can only focus on what I do? <laughs> um, I'm not
4: competitive. I just, and this this goes to the conversation you and I have had a lot. Anyone who gets anywhere in a band, when you're watching another band, you're taking notes. Do you know what I mean? And like I think about, I watch other bands. I've stolen everything off the Arkells since touring with them. But and 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 I like the first first, 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 first. Oh yeah, yeah, God. totally. Yeah. But like you know, I remember the first time we toured with Dropkick Murphys, I stood inside the stage being like interesting <laughs> about the way they were presenting their show because they're really fucking good live so um you know that so, But that's not really competitive and this is a this is a one of my new kind of philosophical kind of Campaigns that I'm running music isn't <laughs> a serious music is not a zero-sum game And like in this day and age Any band that is doing that's going out and selling tickets and getting songs on radio and all the rest of it are, are Good for them because it's fucking hard actually and like for example I really dislike the music of Kasabian um, a lot. But you know what Kasabian do? Every day, 10,000 people come down to the show and they have a great fucking time. And on that level, long live Kasabian. May they. Continue and be great for the rest of their fucking lives. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just fucking bored of thinking that like well that band's doing well, which means I'm doing less. Well, it's not true But you did feel those things. I, well, I, I think a lot of people do how could you not? I yeah, mean, it's I mean natural and, But I'm sort of working on it in myself like I mean again Like I loathe the Red Hot Chili Peppers with with a fiery passion <laughs> But 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 again that all that they do is is make Red Hot Chili Peppers fans enjoy them Yeah, they people happy. yeah. 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 And, and that's an entirely worthwhile way of spending your time Even if he's the worst lyricist of all time but like, uh, but you know, I I just I just I I, I I I there is limited time in life, and there is limited energy in your day, and why spend it being pissed off that something that you personally don't like is successful?
1: Did you? Uh, I'm just pulling up right now. Did you ever read that Onion headline about the Red Hot Chili Peppers? No. Uh, you're gonna fucking love
4: Do you, do you follow the Onion? I, I, I'm not assiduously. I mean, I I'm, yeah. I kind of I'm I'm familiar with. It. I, I follow the hard in times.
0: Our, in our message group, Max will post an Onion headline about once a day. <laughs> You got to read it. The, for it for the read Red Hot
4: Chili Peppers accidentally write a song about New Hampshire. <laughs> okay, read, uh, read, read, the, read the text. <laughs> the, the, the unexpectedly penning lyrics about colourful autumn foliage and summer cottages on the shores of Lake Winnipesaukee, where I went on holiday the other <laughs> there you day. Go. Um, alternative rock band Red Hot Chili Peppers accidentally wrote a song about New Hampshire. Sources reported. <laughs> accidentally, we just, we just got into the studio and started jamming, and for whatever reason, we just ended up writing this track about the Granite State. Um, <laughs> I mean, th- that is one of my bugbears with Red, Chili Peppers, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I know you're from California. You've mentioned. (laughs)
3: do you know what I mean we don't need to discuss this
4: further like you know it's just I get it cool and and, and it's like there are some bands like you know the um, like the Pogues, for example, write about London as the Irish London thing in sure. a really mo- and indeed about Ireland in really moving ways. But it sort of feels kind of valid to me, and it's not just kind of like I live in the best place in the world and you don't. And it's just kind of like ning ning ding and uh, whatever. So yeah. we should stop slagging them off. Yeah, no, no. yeah the uh, <laughs> I'm to- I-,
0: I am genuinely. This is true. I'm told that they're very nice people. I know people who've worked with them. We've had Chad, the drummer, on this uh, show. Oh, really? Very sweet. Yeah. Th- Talk- um, we asked him what he thought of Flea's acting. And what did he say? He he, very sort of. Uh, do you dodge the question? He do- he, laughed and then, uh, yeah, he was nice. Okay, about
4: it. but he he is an incredible drummer as well. He's so amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. a really really. He great did drummer.
0: the interview at the drum set. Oh really? He sat on the, at the kit. Nice. Yeah. This is the nerdiest thing I'm going
4: to say today, probably. Um, the drum sound on Californication is borderline perfect. It might be my favourite drum sound on the record.
0: A rare Red Hot Chili Peppers compliment from yeah, Frank yeah.
4: Turner. It's just a shame about. The rest of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like such a bitch. Ah, now. Sorry. Oh, we'll get on to to, to
0: well. I was going to ask because last time we talked, we talked your book was it was coming out, and we were oh, yeah. talking a lot about um, sort of like you know your defiant sort of like punk rock ethos is like from when you were young. And I guess the question would be like now, as you sort of age and learn more about the world, do you still maintain a lot of that outlook, and what what's changed? Because you, you're
1: talking about your campaign, right? Like for uh, that music isn't a zero sum game. Yeah. So it feels like you you're the kind of person that develops their opinions and and, and, oh, yeah. and and has a certain point of view, but can change over time. I remember talking to your basis Tarrant, about your political views. And he says, yeah. well, it kind of depends on the year. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. And I mean, my, my politics evolve
4: over time. I mean, I'd, hopefully through the process of like self-education and, and learning about the world and experience. Do you know what I mean? And that's how it should be do. Oh,
1: and I didn't, don't say that as a slight. Yeah, I'm no, the same no, way. You you
4: know? one, one of the things that I get occasionally which blows my mind is like, was one of the problems with the internet is it kind of telescopes time on some levels I get people kind of going well You said this in a song that you wrote when you were 19 and then you said this in a song that you yeah. wrote when you were 35 What gives and I'm like uh, 16 years, 16 years <laughs> of my life. I mean like surely Something happened in that time. I didn't just sit in a box going don't change don't change don't <laughs> change don't change um, My my I got a buddy called Ian who is a journalist uh, Ian Winwood, And he's a wonderful friend of mine, and he is uh, I consider him one of the smartest people I know um, and we were having dinner together one time and I was talking about something to do with there. There is a corner of the internet that likes to sort of tell me I'm not punk from time to time. Um, <clears throat> and good for them and um, makes them happy apparently. Um, but, uh, and he, and he sort of put his fork down and looked at me and he said, you are too fucking old to care about what isn't, isn't punk. Hmm. And I went, I am
1: <laughs> Like oh
4: my god, and it was this feeling of liberation. I am super defensive of punk rock as a concept and as an ethos And a style of music. I mean, I love punk rock music uh, great But like as the ethos I'm super defensive of it for the simple reason that when I was a kid um, I was lost at sea. I was fucked. I hated everybody and everything and punk rock was my life raft Do you know what I mean? And in fact to quote a propaganda song because why not? There's a, there's a line in Teenage McCarthy's where he says uh, the line is maybe you're a lot like me, identified for 14 years without a choice and terrified. On the morning you woke up to realise that when you jump ship, you either swim for shore or you drown. Don't let the fuckers drag you down. And that was you, everyone has these moments in life. That was I felt like a finger came out of the stereo and went. This is about you, <laughs> uh, you know, and it just and, and so whatever the kind of shittiness that might come of the punk scene or arguments about what is And isn't punk and cliqueiness and you know, I've definitely done some things in my career that some that aren't punk I suppose all these kind of things nevertheless on a kind of visceral level it will always be really really important to me um, but, but you
0: should be allowed the room to change and evolve yeah definitely and shift and, and, and opinions or outlooks.
4: yeah I was I was I was tickled on the last John K Samson record there's a there's a track where he sings back in those old punk rock days and it was mm. kind of like mm, okay interesting that's what you're putting that in your personal there's the, uh, the new
1: death cab album there's a song called 60 in punk which I recommend you check out I will check it's that cool. out I death
4: cab are a band that I'm just behind yeah, yeah I like I really like them and they I'm always like oh they've got a new album Someone's like they've got three new albums. Since <laughs> the
1: <last laughs> they're they're just... really good. They don't really miss often they' a great lyricist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Phen-
0: Phenomenal. I do have some listener questions that I wanted to ask. Sure. Okay, so these are from listeners of the podcast who have written in Ashley from Sault Ste. Marie asks What have you both stolen from each other as far as stage moves?
1: <laughs> <The> specifics. <laughs>
0: is, it, is this you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's one of the listener. Uh, we got some more, but yeah. Manager <laughs> or Ash is in the room. <laughs> yeah.
4: Um, guys, it'd be more convincing <laughs> if it wasn't like right here. Um, uh,
0: the, uh, the specifics of stage moves, I mean... Um, what have Mac- you stolen from Max? And then we're going to have Max tell us what he's stolen from you.
4: <sighs> there's, there's some... Um, one of the things that you guys do a lot of that we have since started doing a lot more of is is the kind of breakdown vamp. Mm. If you know what I mean Where you like Take a bit of a song And you just kind of Let it kind of turn over for a while while you chat and then sort of count it back in however you do that sure. and it gives you a chance to you know chat to the audience or whatever it is you want to do and we never really used to do that it was like yeah. the song goes like this and then we'd play it and get oh, to the end and go oh uh, but like now particularly um, when we play Brave Face the song off the new record live there's a, there's a hole in that which f- every time we do it live I think to myself this is an Arkels <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was one I've, I keep meaning to steal the thing about getting a kid up out of the crowd to play guitar oh yeah I not, like not least because the chords that you make them play are the same chords to the course of photosynthesis,
1: so I was just like, It'd "Cool." So we can just easy. But do you know, the same it's thing. funny that you say that because we stole that bit from your uh, harmonica bit oh okay that's yeah. the only reason why a we thought of that script. because uh, Frank has a bit where he'd pull up somebody to play harmonica in one of the songs Yeah, and I was like oh that's so fucking genius and it, it, it loosens up the room so it, much it's, you it, know what it, what break what down it the is wall. it breaks down the wall and
4: it's the people in, this is speaking generalities obviously but the audience kind of goes oh it's one of us on the yeah. stage do you know what I mean and that kind of suddenly you're all on the same team do you exactly. know what I mean exactly it's like you're yeah. not on this
1: pedestal like we're all on this right, thing totally. together right? we had
4: a th- so talking of that actually uh, we could do this for Years is amazing. (laughs) Um, uh, So we had that skit. We kind of got got it together when we were being a support band because it's a really cool way of winning the room over is to get one of them up on stage with you. And it's funnier if they have no idea who you are as well. Um, <laughs> well, same thing with
1: us. We do it when we were open for you in the UK, but
4: it's like, all right. Yeah. If it's a fan, it's kind of not as good. Do yeah. You know I mean, they're like, oh, I know the part. I know the part. And it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> sucks. sucks. Um, but um, so when we did, in t- 2012, I did my first arena headline show at Wembley Arena in London. And um, we were going to play that song. It's a song called dance Song. And we were like, well, who are we going to get to do the harmonica? It's a special show. And like, we went through like my kind of like, Famous friends if you know what I mean? Yeah, or like I knew like Ricky Gervais was coming to the show and like a Rumor has it Daniel Radcliffe was there. I don't know if that's true or not. Okay. He's a wizard um, <laughs> Just like Sam Coffey by the way who dresses like a wizard. Yeah, um, anyway uh, <laughs> But so we went through all these kind of different people and and it's I think of this just because it was like this is the wrong vibe mm. do you know what I mean? Suddenly it becomes hey, here's my famous friend and, and and that does the exact opposite of what we're talking about. It puts sure. more of a barrier between the you and the crowd because the crowd kind of go, you know, oh, we're not. The they don't feel people, closer to you. You're, we're you're, you're more elite. are allowed to be on the, on the stage because sure. we're not famous enough or whatever. Um, and then in the end, we settled on my mum, <laughs> which was fucking great. Classic and I, nepotism. And I, and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't warn her it was going to happen. Uh, I just sent a friend of mine to get her during the show, and then she came out and she was like, "What are you doing?". Um in front of twelve thousand people, um but my mom was a primary school teacher for four years, so she was she handled it, Do you know what
1: I mean, yeah, I know I mean there's so many things like even just your use of the of uh uh, w- our our crew calls it the ego box. Where if oh yeah, the get, ego rises. Yeah, roses, yeah. Y- yeah. Where you want to be your ego to be a little higher. Uh, <laughs> Step it, up on a yeah, but it's just Apple a great box. tool. Also, like your crowd surfing bit, like that's something I, we didn't do a ton of. I was like, I oh, man, just like get in there. Like, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, the the boxes thing,
4: incidentally, I sort of borrowed. Yeah, this is the an obscure music question. Do you remember a band called Oxes? No, they were nah. a, they were a, a very odd post hardcore band from the mid nineties, and I saw them play. And they were a three piece, and the two of the two front guys just stood in boxes for the whole show, oh, wow. and it was a just a really odd presentation. But it was kind of cool. And it, it's it's it nice it very much. No, the, no, no. I mean, they they played. They were like shellac kind of vibe, right, like right, right. just odd aggressive music. Um, but uh, it's nice having some like sort of like gym equipment to jump around. Oh, on. Totally,
1: and it makes the theater of it all that much because there was different levels to the yeah yeah completely. Yeah. Another thing. We stole from you is uh, on the last tour you were opening you did this thing which i hadn't really seen before where the lights would kind of come down before you went on and then you play stand by me at almost full volume so it wasn't like so the stand by me was like an introductory tune and kind of setting the tone for the night and, but it wasn't just like the normal music playing on the PA between bands. Yeah. It was like, no, this is kind of part of the set. Yeah. So it's like, that's what I want. So we have been doing Stevie Wonder, Living for the City, going walking the stage. But it's like we turn on the lights. Stevie Wonder, Living for the City is like loud. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like we're it's in like the city. We're living for the city now. right now.
4: But it's kind of cool on a practical level as well because it's, it alerts people that, that to get shit back. is, yeah, well, shit is, is it. about. it's to like happen. all right,
1: get
0: your beer and get back to your spot. Right. All right. Yeah. So this next question is Dan from Calgary asks on the Canadian tour. You're playing a lot of songs with the exception of a show in Winnipeg, you're not playing Make America Great Again. This would seem to be a deliberate decision for Canada. What was your thought process behind that? Um, Remember, you're on the clock here.
4: Okay. It's not, all it is, is like we played Make America Great Again on the UK tour, and it was interesting because like a lot of the audience kind of went, huh, what's that got to do with me? Do you know what I mean? It's ah, like, so yeah. You know, it's a song that's kind of addressed to America, and, and, and a lot of English people were just like, yeah, what? Um, uh, do you know what I mean? And so, like, um, I mean, we, we played it in Winnipeg, we and we'll, we'll play it again in some of the shows, but it, it's there's no animus against the song. It's just something about it feels much more direct and visceral in front of an American audience. It's you know not moving I mean? us
0: Canadians or uh, Brits you know as much.
4: Yeah, the kind of like everyone in the crowd in England was like, sure, <laughs> get, on, get on with it. Talk to somebody else about this. Uh, <laughs> <What the
1: fuck? laughs> it's a British response. Well, I believe that's it. Maxine. Unless anything else? Hey, you know what? I, I just want to make a presentation to you. Uh, because you've uh, got through this... Uh <laughs> interview uh, with a <laughs> massive hangover you are the people's champ of today. oh
4: my man look at that i'm gonna wear that on stage wear man.
1: that on stage and oh, uh this ch- is for being a trooper when it comes to it's uh, weighty doing... yeah it's, 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 it's a real, real gold yeah <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's real gold
4: um uh i have a question for you yeah can we do this again of
1: course <laughs> anytime
4: yeah like, honestly this is like one of my favorite podcast shirts.
1: Uh, oh, it's really fun yeah cool man we yeah so, we will, every time we're through. Okay, fuck it. Yeah. Or maybe we'll have to fly. Maybe a we'll to come London down. And, uh, yeah, and or across, I guess. Yeah, across come, the come
4: stay in with the animal face. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, have a nightmare.
0: Will do. Thanks for your time, nice.
3: eh? well, we're wrong. What did you think my name was when you saw it? I just thought curiosity. it was Adam. Adam I, the Adam O was totally yeah. out of my mind. People do that; they erase it. Yeah, yeah. Or they think it's
1: your middle name I'm, or something. Yeah. I'm very
2: bad with tricky names. Like uh, our intern's name is Veronique. 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 Whatever it is, I <laughs> fucking hate it. <laughs> that was
3: the one on the pod, right? Like you had to get a couple. Yes.
2: Yeah. She and she's actually part of the Crave show to some extent, also. So. Uh, When I found out your name was Adamo. How (laughs) do I say it? Yeah, you got it. It It's close. Yeah, I didn't like it. Adamo. Don't worry about it. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Are we (laughs) wrong?
0: Welcome to the dessert. We are here with our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham, and we have a very special guest, I am guessing, in the studio. Max and I literally just showed up to record this dessert. We are doing it first before we do the open. We do not know what's going on. We have a new person in the studio, Shaney Boy. What's cooking?
2: Well, you guys know what time it is, it's the dessert time. Time to start thinking about season two. Oh, right. <laughs> season one of Crave, mm-hmm. that was a little rough on old Shaney boy. <laughs> so for season two, I've been thinking of mm-hmm. things to help me. Uh-huh. Oh. And besides a digital dessert intern, yeah. I need writing staff. To help me with the <laughs> Oh,
0: hey, that's good. Because okay. you've, you've been employing just our friends, Sean Dawson. Uh, who, yeah. who, else, who else? Well, Sean Dawson and Paul Moncrief
2: yep. have been my main go-tos. And although I've never been able to use any of their jokes, <laughs> sometimes the ideas they come up with spawn other jokes. Sure. And Sean is, uh, he's a real estate agent, Sean Dawson. And he was telling me, hey, I really want to be a writer if you ever get a season two. Like, hire me, hire me.
1: Uh, okay.
2: And I was like, okay, well. I'm going to audition you and let's do it for a dessert. Like, let's see what you got. <laughs> you told this to Sean Dawson. I told to wow. Sean. He totally chickened out. Wow. Goes, no, I won't do that. There's no benefit to me or something. It was like he thought I would just make fun of He's him. He's too good to audition. Yeah, which was kind of off-putting and kind of just made me want to fire him right then. <laughs> <laughs> I do get it, though. The man's got a full career. I know, but if you want to be a writer, you got to take criticism. Fair. Anyway, Adamo. <laughs> there he is contacts me out of the blue and just says hey shane let's get together and just chat comedy i'm a comedy fan Mm -hmm. and i'm like sure yeah anytime it took me five months to respond to you because it got hidden in my facebook (laughs) it's It's i slid into the dms it's fine i I expected that yeah and since we weren't friends because i'd never met you before it was in that hidden part of facebook yeah so when i finally did respond (laughs) i was like yeah anytime and you're like sure just name the date and then i was like shit this is going to be really awkward if you and i just meet up for coffee (laughs) and then i was like, "Bingo." Audition Adamo. Here we go. Because maybe you are a great comedy writer. And maybe not. Exactly. Yeah. That's why you're here today. <laughs> so I gave you the task of coming up with digital dessert jokes yeah. for a Nick Swartz and digital dessert. Now keep in mind, I've already done the Nick Swartz and digital dessert.
1: Well, like, can we learn a little bit more about that, that? Yeah, before, that's, be- before yeah. we get to, were you planning on just going right into the material? <laughs> I was, but you know, jump right we, we, cause we, cause we've never, <laughs> uh, we intentionally didn't make any small talk before this started rolling. For no, eye contact. Our li-
0: For our listeners, we walked in here and it was just, Max is like, are we talking to him? And Shane goes, you know, I like awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> so then we, the four of us and Web Beauty just sat here awkwardly and then Web BD started talking about some promo stuff we're doing for the Crave Show and Adamo just had to sit there quietly and then he started to talk and Shane goes no 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 no, no. no. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah he said I'm going to New York and we said enough of that yeah. <laughs> uh, so ask your question yeah Maxie. so what do, you, what do you do so uh, I'm a comedy writer not, oh, you are. I uh, well I, that's where I want to
3: be And I have my own web series Okay uh, I have a podcast Give it a plug uh, It's called Shooting the Shit That's the web series We interview celebrities In a bathroom stall Ah I you, sent you I, I sent you one With Doug Benson We did that yes. When he was in town We've done like The, the like Mike Holmes
1: um,
0: oh,
3: here we go. Webby D. It's, th- Webby D. is like a producer. He just handed me
0: a- Adamo's LinkedIn here. Oh, ah, shit. nice. Wow, you've got a quite an extensive
3: resume here. Yeah, all right. but like, yeah, the TV stuff—it's all behind the scenes. Production intern, production assistant, in there, right? Canadian Screen Awards course.
0: talent wrangler, MMVA talent wrangler—I've done that gig. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's all right. Yeah, I did yeah. walk off the earth. Uh, oh yeah, fun. how were they? Were they nice?
3: Yeah, they're super nice. I inter- I interviewed him on the web series I did as well. Max in the toilet. Like, yeah, in the nice. stall. Yeah.
0: Max has sung with uh, Walk Off the Year. Yeah, I know those guys. Uh, good guys yeah. Yeah. Freelance production assistant at Cineplex Entertainment? Oh, baby, yeah. Free movie tickets? <laughs> nope. What? <laughs> you would think. That'd be the only does reason. Does it say, to do that. we're not allowed yeah,
2: to ask in an interview, but does it say his age online? It,
0: it does not, of course not. Oh. Wait, you you'd never put your age on LinkedIn, would you? No. True fact about me,
3: I've never, I don't use, I don't have LinkedIn. You know what's uh, funny, man? LinkedIn uh, has helped me out getting, like, guests for that web series, like Ed the Saw. Is on LinkedIn, Steve Kirzner. Yeah, love He's it. on LinkedIn. I still yeah. talk to him like all the time. Like, wow. Yeah. I'm on LinkedIn for some reason. Are you really? What do <laughs> yeah. you put
1: it there? You just you want? I don't. Never. Lead updated singer. My st- <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: 2004 till present. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 I've never updated it, but sometimes people search for me. Yeah, are you scared yeah. to say your age? No. Well,
3: I'm 48. Whoa. You are not. <laughs> no, I'm
1: 25. Oh wow. Yeah. Nice. nice. All right. Let's get to the jokes now.
3: Here we go. Yep. So you want, this is, oh, this is my turn. Yeah, yeah, it's me. Okay. Yeah. You guys so, watched? have you seen the digital desserts? I've so, yeah, I've watched a bunch. So, Nick and where is that one? It doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Is no. that no. in Crave? It's a good trick question. You said you, you said you did one with him. You just said that. didn't you?
2: I did, but I haven't edited it yet. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, our, our digital dessert intern is actually featured quite prominently in that one. She's very funny. That's What's awesome. her name again? I don't oh.
0: know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> very No, very neat. Ed- edited in.
3: Um, um, yeah, yeah. So, I've seen the T.J. Miller one. That was great. I've seen mm-hmm. all of them. I think all the everything on your YouTube. Okay. Yeah, it was that's good. good. Yeah, the TJ Miller one was funny. I think w- w- was it weird when he's like, "Oh, here's the real Shane." You know that moment where he's like, "Here's the real Shane." Well, the
2: beforehand, before I did that, that digital dessert, I was a very normal person. Yeah. And then once we started, you I kind of slip into the character, yeah, of course. which isn't normal. I love that. Yeah, that was awesome. But he actually liked it. He was just like, "Shit, I'm not ready to be doing improv yeah. right now." <laughs> was coming great. off a more serious interview. That's
3: funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for Nick Swartzen. I love Nick, by the way. The guy's been doing stand-up since he was, like, 19. He's... Yeah. Can you swear on this? Oh, yeah. He's fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unbelievable. Um, So I just thought it'd be funny if you wore roller skates uh, the entire interview because Reno 911, his character Terry... Is literally just on roller skates. He's a pro, so I come in with roller you can skates. You come in. And I think it would be a cool way to dance off because you, you you still dance off and crave. Do you, I do, yeah, do yeah dance yeah. off. I love the dance off. Uh, Thank that'd you. be a fun dance off. That's not really a joke. That's just something to do.
1: That's a good <laughs> idea. So so
0: you open on so so you're like you're gonna do the whole interview in roller
1: skates because yeah
0: you don't even have to show that you're wearing them
2: because surprise him
1: with the roller skates. Or you just kind of he's sitting there and you kind of come <laughs> in because I like yeah. the
2: camera could be zoomed in where you don't even notice I'm in roller skates yeah, and until you, the and end and then exactly
0: that could be cool and the connection is that his character from Reno One is a roller yeah. skater yeah. gotcha like, I don't
2: even care about the connection I just like that it's so stupid it is yeah. like if he had never been that character I would like it just as much I, just, I
0: well that's what I was thinking mm-hmm. is that for sh- knowing Shane I would think he would actually find that it's not a cool thing that it's connected <laughs> to the character
2: Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so you want no
3: connection?
0: No, no. I
2: want you to do your thing. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. just Mike knows me. Okay, I got you. Okay. So yeah, and I'd also like this. Point is, it's a good bit, but maybe for somebody else.
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll move
2: on,
1: right? I'll. I might use this bit. Okay. Carry on. You're one for one.
3: One yeah. for one. Yeah. Uh,
1: By I, the way, sh- we should. Uh, I feel like the um, if we're talking about comedy writers and writers' rooms, not that I've ever been in one, mm-hmm. but a lot of it has to do with like chemistry people have built up oh, over yeah. years with each other, trust, trust. And you know you're a certain level of comfort. It's not people auditioning for stuff. It just doesn't happen like this typically. No, or does it? it? For some, it does. Okay. Anyway,
3: carry on. But anyway, I'd like to see in uh, the digital dessert some characters, like secondary people coming in, mm. like really weird, fucking random shit. Uh, so for Nick Swartzen, um, he got a, he got a tattoo, a matching tattoo with a guy from NSYNC. What's his name? Chris. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris. There, Kirkpatrick. Kirkpatrick. there you yes. go. So. The whole interview, I would have you check in periodically with a tattoo designer, like uh, an artist, sorry, standing off, and uh, saying, like, to Nick, are we there yet to get matching tattoos? Like, essentially throughout the whole Ah. interview, you're working towards a friendship where you can have Ah, matching tattoos. And you're a man of many tattoos. It's funny. In the Crave
2: series, I actually end up getting a tattoo in one of the desserts, Mm -hmm. and I incorporate... Other people in it more. So I've actually done the two things you're suggesting. Oh shit! No, that's no, good. that's, that's good. Thing. Thing. Right. You're on the
3: you're riding the right yeah. wave. Yeah, uh, I'm
2: close. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would be. So we're awesome. on the same like wavelength here. There we go. Okay, cool. More jokes now. Okay. Uh,
3: <laughs> I'd like to see a camera operator character, mm. like
2: uh, Eric Andre show, right? Yeah, How yeah. he shows kind of the exactly Jay and Dan
1: do that too. Jane right? Dan yes. do that with yeah. their producer. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. is this too derivative? <laughs>
2: Is it too derivative? That's my worry. That people are going to be like, like, um, for instance, I I used to do funny name keys yeah. off the top, but I found that was too derivative off between two ferns, yeah. And I wanted to disassociate a little bit, so I stopped doing okay. that. Okay.
3: Also, Conan does. I'm a big fan of Conan. He does. Me too. He does those like audience member characters. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the thing is, it's so refillable. They can be reoccurring characters, or they can just be different absurd characters that, t- mm-hmm. that you can throw in
0: one-offs. But it's well, always a plant in the crowd. I like yeah. using
2: uh, Veronique as a, <laughs> a as a plant. She's very funny. She was she? a child actor growing up. She, she was. She, yeah. So she's. Cool. A little That's why she convinced your bandmate that
1: she actually wore that shirt. Yeah, but she's just kind of dry, I, f- I find. that, that That's exactly skill. what you want.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. uh, That's a tease for the Crave show as well. A lot of teases happening here. Well, yeah, you know, we I want like people that. to sign up and watch our episodes on Crave. I know I am Streaming will. now. <laughs> will you really?
3: I will, yeah. He told me to.
1: Ten minute. Yeah. <laughs> Future boss. You got to do what the boss says. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Uh, what else do I got here? By the way, our, for our listeners, he has a, a yellow... Yellow notepad. Line. Notepad. Yeah.
2: Cool. I also write on notepads. Yeah. I can't so. type
1: Kindred it. Kindred spirits.
3: Yeah. I, tr- I try to do it on my phone when I'm out because I can't carry this thing around sometimes. it's like soulmates.
2: Yeah, iPhone notes yeah, sucks, I find it. It's hard, hard to find it
3: sometimes. But we <laughs> uh, both like uh, writing stuff down. Shane, you have a kid, right? I do. How old? Uh, seven months. Seven months. That's, okay, so I'm thinking you just try to get your celebrities that you're interviewing to help you get sponsors... And like give you free product for your kid, like diapers and stuff like that. His yeah. wife
1: is already doing that, actually.
2: <laughs> yeah, actually. yeah. I, I made her create uh, an Instagram account so we could get free stuff. You guys are riding the same What's wave, happened, man. <laughs> <in
1: here. laughs>
2: and you saw the uh, classified one where I incorporate my daughter into. the Yes, room. that was great. Yes.
3: Was someone? Wait, someone was in a ski mask. Was that that? Yes, my one? wife
2: was breastfeeding in the ski mask. Is that yes. the same episode? Yes. Okay. I, the idea was she was puppeteering my daughter, and she didn't want to be a distraction.
3: <laughs> nice. Uh, so going High off concept st- stuff. Yeah. Another idea: going off the stand-up stuff. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe ask him about how he handles hecklers, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then so he so he'll get into a bit. You start heckling him, and then That's you can good. like reverse the roles. I like that. That's so then a, he'll heckle that you, is a great and can, idea, and he can hurt your feelings probably.
2: That's a great. I, I think that's hilarious because it's a great excuse to make fun of a guy under the guise of. Yeah. Listen, I would never say this, <laughs> yeah. but yada it's for yada. The bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That can. is a great idea.
0: Reverse echo. Mm-hmm. The reverse echo. Strong. So uh, will
2: call it <laughs> in the Nick Swordson one. I do something similar, which oh, really? is very weird. But I, I say, here's the things you can't say in 2018. <laughs> and then I do this see, list yeah. where he's advising me what you can and can't say. And then one thing was so naughty that I was like, I, I can't say this. I can't say this. And then Veronique comes out and she reads <laughs> and she just, it. It was <laughs> hilarious.
3: I like that.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. That's sort of like the joke uh, Seth Myers has where he brings out his like, female writers to, to say stuff mm-hmm. jokes he can't jokes tell. Jokes that he can't tell. Do you want me to say what the joke was? Yes. Yeah. So
2: keep in mind, Veronique is about five foot one, like the sweetest person in the world. Yeah. And she says... Kind of soft-spoken. Yeah, exactly. Like not abrasive at all. So I'm like to Nick, I'm like, I, I can't say this. I can't say this. Veronique, could you please say this? And she's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, please, Veronique, I can't say it. And she goes, um, uh, what's the best part about <laughs> lasting a <laughs> on her
1: Whoa, what a. Sell. We're going to have to bleep that whole thing I know, <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> insane. And <laughs> do you know what the answer is? What is it? You get your <laughs> for free. <laughs> wow. Who made up that joke? Uh,
2: a homeless guy. Uh, when I was walking outside of McDonald's, I overheard him telling his buddy. I'm like,
3: <laughs> let's get him here. <laughs>
0: That's it. That's all. That's our episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, we have a show on Crave TV. I think we just call Crave now, baby. Streaming right now on
1: your service. A huge thank you to... uh do we thank everybody who worked on The Crape Show? We're going to need a credits list. We'll, we'll but do it again. Thanks to everybody. Yeah, everybody. Um, thanks to everyone who's listening. I, I do. I will say that people bugging us about not putting up podcasts regularly really makes me happy because yeah. it really uh, kind of shows that we're a part of people's weekly lives. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that guy was really uh, angry. <laughs> 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 no, but people were asking about it. So, no, no, uh, I know. I'm so just making a joke. Yeah, yeah, it's good to be back in the swing of things.
0: Like a Much Podcast, produced by Max Kerman. I'm your host, Mike Veerman. See you next week. If we don't die on the weekend.